Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. Back at it again with a little IBG episode. We'll see how short and sweet we can keep this one. Doing some test runs here. Been testing out new equipment. Uh, recording this one on Zoom. We'll see how that turns out. Not really sure if you guys will actually see this, but... I'll try to keep it straight and to the point here today. Um, it's a Saturday afternoon. Got a lot going on, like I said, testing out some new equipment, recording some Amazon review videos, all types of fun stuff. Um, nice weather here in the central Virginia area. It's been in the 60s the past couple of days, which is great. But then like Monday and Tuesday, it was like in the 30s and 40s. So it's like, that's how it is here. But that's why we moved from upstate New York, I should say. I mean, not really that far upstate, but from the state of New York, I should say, where it was cold all the time, really. You know, it, it was hot in the summer and then cold the majority of the rest of the year. So there wasn't a whole lot of transitions there. It was hot or cold. So this time of year, they already got snow, all kinds of stuff. My wife and I are outdoor people, so we really wanted to be able to go somewhere where the weather was nicer. So that's that's why we ended up in the central Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, uh, well, Midlothian to be exact, but that's on the outskirts of the greater Richmond area here in Virginia. So it's kind of like, you know, I, I wanted to go down south um, to Florida <laughs> because I've gone there a bunch when I was a kid uh, for various reasons, you know, um, vacate, you know, like, like a vacation, like one vacation. I definitely did not get too many of those opportunities when I was young, growing up poor and with a single mom and all that. But she was a, she did manage to be able to take me to Universal Studios once down there. So that was cool. Um, and her, her, her dad, my grandfather, uh, was in Mississippi. So that's, you know, you just kind of, kind of keep going over riding along the coast there to get over to Mississippi, um, heading West from Florida. And, you know, from the Orlando, Florida area, you go up, obviously I'm not, this isn't a geography lesson, but anyway, Mississippi's still down South. So we were still, still kind of had that vibe going. We drove from Orlando, Florida area to Mississippi and, and, and spent some time there. And so I, I've been down South a few times as, enough, I guess, as a, as a, a youth for it to impact me. And, and, um, you know, I really wanted to, I felt like I wanted to kind of live down that way. My wife thought that might have been a little bit too far and too hot all the time. As much as she likes the heat in the summer, she'd rather go to like the beach, but not not necessarily like live in it all day, every day. She wouldn't want to necessarily live on the beach all day, every day and just be a hot, sweaty mess. She, she wants, you know, that break and transition and things like that. So we met in the middle, right? So that's that's the the short version of that story. So we're, we're here in the, like I said, the Richmond, Virginia area. Nice weather. We, we enjoy when it is warmer instead of it being cold all the time because the moral to my story here was up in New York, it was cold all the time this time of year. We didn't have like 60s, you know. Maybe now it's getting, they have some warmer days up there, but it's still not like this. So we have all the seasons down here and we're enjoying it. So, but I came in the studio real quick to do a bunch of things and um, bang out this episode. Uh, I wanted to focus on credit card Oh man, I, I ruined the whole thing. <laughs> no, I wanted to focus on uh, what what is the best way to get paid in a lawn and landscape industry, or let's just say lawn care, because I know some people can get a little hurt about things or a little uptight about things, high strung or whatever. If they are uh, they're a landscaper and I'm a lawn care guy and I'm talking for them and all that, and I get it. I don't I don't do landscaping near as much as land quote unquote landscapers, but 
you know, whatever. I, I, I still think it is somewhat universal in some regards, but we'll just talk about lawn care specific. Talk about lawn maintenance, right? Mowing, fertilization, weed control. That's the stuff that I do all day, every day. Been doing it for going on 10 years now. This is the end of my ninth season here in December. So January will be the start of my 10th year and 10th season in business. So, I mean, I did pick up a, a thing or two here and there. I don't claim to be an expert of any kind. I just try to share my ups and downs, trials and tribulations, things I've learned on my own, things I've learned from interviewing folks on YouTube. I, I get to know the pro series back in 2018. Check that out on my, on my uh, YouTube channel at Lawn Care Rookie, as well as the podcast, everyone, the people that I've interviewed and just all the folks that have interacted with peers and mentors like the Lawn Care Millionaire, Jonathan Potoshnik, who's going to be the keynote speaker at the LCR Summit coming up January 19th and 20th in Atlanta, Georgia. Check that out, lcrsummit.com. Link is in the episode description. But I've picked up a lot of things from from other folks as well. So, but I just wanted to say, I, I just wanted to you know point this out or highlight this, I guess I should say, for those of you that are new starting out, or those of you that have been, I know people that have been doing this just as long as I have, or coming up to almost as long as I have, and they aren't even using a CRM, a customer relations management system, like a software, right? Like invoicing, estimating, contacting your clients, just ha- having everything all in one spot, tracking chemicals, maintenance, all, all that kind of stuff. All one comprehensive service, CRM, like service autopilot that I've been using for many years now. Um, some people aren't, aren't doing that. They're still using like, I don't even know what, you know, Excel sheets or um, Google sheets or something. Maybe they're using QuickBooks or something, you know, like QuickBooks integrates with all these things for an accounting, for accounting purposes, you know, to help you, you know, do your taxes and, you know, every quarter and things like that, send things to your, your bookkeeper, accountant, CPA, all that kind of stuff. But QuickBooks isn't the only answer. It's, it's in, it's supposed to be integrated with a CRM to keep track of all of your books for bookkeeping and all that stuff. Not for you to just rely on that for invoicing and estimating. It's just not the same. So if you know, you know, but my point is there's still people either reluctant, hesitant, um, defiant, you know, that they they don't want to change or they just don't know. They still just don't know. So that's why I just keep putting these things out. It might seem basic to, to a lot of you folks, but sometimes you still might pick up a thing or two from what I say, even on a topic that you already feel like you've gotten a bag or something. But at any rate, something that's been near and dear to my heart and a lot of other folks is how to get paid fast or probably all of you, you know, how to get paid fast or faster. And there's a lot of theories out there of how to get paid, right? When I first started right out the gate, I used an invoicing and estimating software that was similar to QuickBooks. It was very generic for anything, any business. It wasn't reoccurring. You know, there was no real, um, customer or client, you know, relations type deal. I mean, like, like, you know, you could, save your clients in there and, and you could, you know, so, so it's easier to, to generate invoices that way, but it wasn't reoccurring. There weren't service. I, again, it's, I, I guess it did have that stuff, but it was just different. It, it was just different than a CRM again, not to get back into the CRM talk, but I mean, there's so there's, there's the routing aspect of it. You know, you can dispatch, have your list of jobs, calendar, map it, all these things. None of that stuff ex- exists in these other more basic, uh, universal, in invoicing and estimating software programs like like a QuickBooks, for example. I think it was invoice to go. 
again, not to promote any of these things, but instead of just being vague about it, I use something called invoice to go that still exists. And to us, to a certain extent, I do use it for other businesses, not my lawn and landscape business or my lawn landscape, not for my lawn care, my lawn maintenance business that I use service autopilot and have been using it for quite some time. And before that I used another CRM and all that. But the point is, um, I had some sort of a tech savvy or like I want to use technology in some regard to try and be efficient, but I didn't really think about that from a, uh, pay a payment perspective. I, I just, you know, like all these, uh, invoicing estimating softwares, I think nowadays, including invoice to go has some sort of credit card processing and things like that. Uh, or not things like that, just, just, just that, you know, credit card processing for you to take car, have to, to take credit cards as payment, but like invoice to go, you can't save a credit card on file. Like you can service autopilot and probably other CRMs. So that that's different. So that like, you know, it was very antiquated or, or whatever the right word is. It just, it just wasn't as streamlined and as user-friendly as, as you would want it to be, or as I wanted it to be. So I wasn't even bothering with credit cards. I remember people asked me if they would, if I accepted credit cards and I would just say no. And, and then in like in the first couple of years when I was using invoice to go and maybe, maybe I might've, you know, activated that option or whatever for them to just click the link of the invoice that they got from invoice to go and then just go pay their, their uh, bill with their credit card on their own. And, and that, that may have happened. I'm not sure. I don't remember if that was even an option that I used back then, but I definitely didn't promote it. I definitely didn't mandate it. Um, you know, the, the typical thing is, is ch- checks in the mail, right. Or checks under the grill or whatever. Like most people want to pay by check and us new business owners, we just accept that as like the rite of passage or, or that's, that's just the way it's going to be or something, but it, it doesn't have to be that way. And, 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 I'm here to tell you the different options and I've tried all of the things I've tried all the options. And honestly, the best, the best way to get paid is have a credit card on file and prepay. That's the biggest thing. So prepay is a great way to get paid before you do the services, right? Like at least if you're chasing your money, right? It, it seems like no matter what you do, you're still going to end up chasing your money. You can just reduce it to a, 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 a minim, as minimal as possible with a credit card on file and prepay. Though That's kind of like the, the, the best way to, in my opinion, and honestly, all of my trials and tribulations, I feel like it's pretty accurate. But in my opinion, the best way to minimize that and get paid timely and keep that cash flow as much as possible is prepay with credit card on file. So I mean, I guess technically I could just end this episode here, but let me just, let me just tell you why. Let me just dig into it a little bit more for those of you that are brand new, maybe you don't understand, or maybe you're like hating on me right now. Like, what are you talking about? I do it like this. It's so much better. Well, we all, to each their own, it's, it's all of our own businesses. I get it. And this is just what I've been doing and what I've seen from a lot of different things. Cause what happens is a lot of people prepay, a lot of people intimate, uh, um, what oh man implement good grief i had a major tongue tie right there i almost paused it for a second to gather my composure but um a lot of people implement prepay for um their services but they still accept any form of payment and l- l- let me just say this any form of payment can be a lot of things 
I'm in my head thinking check, but any form of payment could be PayPal, Zelle. Um, gosh, I don't even know what they are anymore. A customer was telling me about this the other day. I went, went for a quote and they were like, you know, what, what, or I was going to give someone a quote and they were asking me what forms of payment do I accept and the whole billing process. And, and they were trying to school me on, I don't even know what it is. Cause I don't even care to be honest. Like I didn't even retain what it was because I'm not here to promote any of those things, nor do I want to use them. Maybe personally, you know, I've, I've used PayPal for a lot of things. It's great. You know, like, um, it's convenient. I should say it's convenient. PayPal again, not sponsored, but it's convenient to use something like that personally, like keep one of, you know, keep your, your debit card or something on file. So if you're ever like this time of year, especially during the holidays, you're ordering stuff online for gifts or for your, for yourself, yourself or business or whatever, if you're ordering things online, a lot of times it's, it's more convenient if they have the PayPal option and just click on that. And then it just automatically goes through PayPal and then PayPal charges your debit card instead of like having to pull your debit card out, you know, pull your wallet out, pull your debit card out and type all that information in your name, your address, your credit card info, all that stuff, which seems like I'm being, you know, nitpicky, but now and in today's day and age, time is money. Time is everything. It's the only non-renewable resource. Literally, you can't make time. You can only use it wisely, the best that you can. So I'd rather spend 30 seconds clicking on PayPal, verify, put in password or whatever, or not even. We recognize this device. Boom, done. Like, you know, literally 30 seconds paid then five minutes of pulling out my wallet, the card, filling everything out, potentially getting interrupted by a phone call or someone in person or whatever, or my thought going, you know, wandering off to something else. Like I'm like, I have ADD or something and now it takes longer than five minutes, but even five minutes a minute and a minimum, that's five minutes that I've just wasted when I could have just used 30 seconds. So if, if you, if you think this way for everything in your life, of course, there are things that you should be able to relax and enjoy, like sitting outside, you know, if you have a fire or something outside, you know, like a fire pit or something or going camping or whatever. There's obviously a time and a place. You go to the pool, you know, right, Paul? You do things where you can just relax. It's not about being rushed and being efficient, right? But the majority of the, of your day, you want to be as efficient as possible because those five minutes here, there, and everywhere add up to something else you could have gotten done, whether it be more time at the pool or, you know, getting more work done or or spending more time with your family or whatever it is, you know, getting something fixed up around the house. So those five minutes add up. So if you think that it's no big deal, just five minutes to just fill it out. Why is it such a big deal versus 30 seconds? Now you're just being lazy. Like, no, I'm being efficient because time, I ain't getting my time back. And I feel like I wasted so much of my time in retail management. I mean, I know I learned a lot of what not to do and definitely picked up some uh, more leadership skills um, to, 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 you know, help with my lawn care business and everything else in my life. But ultimately there was a lot of wasted time there and, and everything else uh, doing, doing all that. And I'm trying to make up for for that lost time. And it goes at time, time flies, it's going by quick. So Five minutes here and there adds up. Anyway, back, back on track. Um, there's all kinds of things out there that you can use as a form of payment. And it seems like I've heard all kinds of stuff. Customers are always trying to ask me, do you accept this? Do you accept that? And, you know, sure pay, right? There's another one. I don't even know if that's, maybe that's bank within your bank. But anyway, there's all these things like Zelle, PayPal, whatever. And it's like, what in the world? Like, I don't, what? Like, no, Venmo, that's another one. I was trying to think of another common one. Like, 
I used to do all of it. I used to just like bend over backwards and let the the customer shove the money in wherever they wanted to. And that is not a very healthy uh, lifestyle or <laughs> way to run your business. It's uncomfortable. It can be painful and you could lose your money. <laughs> all right. And enough with that uh, uh, analogy there. But the the bottom line is it's, it's a mess. It, that's another, <laughs> it, it literally is a mess. Um, I wanted to streamline all of my billing and my payments. And that's what I tell people when they're like, oh, do you accept Venmo or what about this or that? You know, I'm like, no. And sometimes people are like, oh, well then, but then you don't get credit card fees. And I'm like, that's cool. I get it. But when you have as many clients and as much um, payments going on every month, like it can, it can get out of hand fast. And I, I want my billing to be streamlined and simple and easy or whatever, you know, like I, I don't want to have to have all these different forms of payment to keep track of from all these different people. So I just keep one thing streamlined. Everyone has a credit card on file on service autopilot. Uh, everyone's cards get charged, but I don't do prepay for whatever reason. I never, I never embrace prepay. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just Every year I, I make another significant change to my business over the last several years. Like every year I increase my prices by five to 10%. Um, it, it was more like 10 to 15 for a couple of years in a row trying to get caught, caught up to speed because the first several years I didn't know what I didn't know. And I just wasn't charging the right amount. I've, I got my numbers straight and, you know, really start getting more efficient in so many other ways, route density, all these things, just getting it all, all honed in. And, um, you know, so that was, those are big changes. But then like, you know, I implemented credit card on file and different things every year to uh, then, then uh, 12 month billing uh, agreement that I did last year. So I try not to do all these things at once, you know, for one thing, I don't really kind of establish these things in my brain all at once. Like there are things that I've heard about and, 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 and uh, inquired about and asked questions and didn't, did research and things like that thought about how I could do it for my business. Would it work? Would it not? How, how would it, how would I do this? Blah, blah, blah. Like all those things. Um, so I, I, I don't have all those thoughts all at once, but also I, even if I did, I don't want to bombard all of my clients with all of these changes at once. And then I have, I would, I feel like I might have a higher, um, percentage of losing people, you know, might be more risk involved where if I just do one change at a time, like one year raise, I raise prices every year now, but it's like one year I raise them 10% or 15%. You know, I'm not going to do that again the next year. I'm raised maybe 10% or whatever. But like if I raise them, you know, raise the, the price 15% to get caught up and I implement credit cards on file and I implement, implement 12 month billing, like that's a lot. I feel like for a lot of people, they're like, whoa, what is happening right now? So I felt like I might have higher turnover and things like that. So I just, little uh, inside baseball there or a little maybe, you know, tip or something that might, might help somebody, you know, I, I, I kind of stagger it, you know, every year I do a different quote unquote, bigger change or something for my, uh, my business, you know, that I add on to make it more efficient, more profitable and so on. So anyway, I never really fully embraced the whole, uh, prepay, um, philosophy, but I definitely get it. I get it because the point of prepay is to not chase your money after you did the work, right? It's like, well, if they never pay me, at least I didn't do the work, but you also didn't do the work, meaning you're not getting paid. So it's kind of the same thing. Like you're, you know, if you're all prepay, you're hounding people to pay their payment. Like I, I can't cut your grass until you pay. Meanwhile, their grass is getting overgrown. Sure. You can tack on overgrown fees. You can warn them of that. Like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, your, your grass is, 
you, you haven't paid in, in over a week. It's going on two weeks now and we're going to have to double or triple cut your lawn um, by the time you finally pay your, 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 you know, your month in advance bill. We're going to have to tack on an overgrown um, charge or whatever to, to cut your grass too. Like you can do all those things and probably lose some people, upset some people and then lose them, whatever. Or they could be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Let me hurry up and pay. And whatever tactics, the bottom line is you're still spending a lot of time and energy on that. Very similar to if you are waiting to get paid after you do the work. At least you're not doing like double or triple cutting because you're like still cutting weekly. And the the only downfall is obviously if they never pay you, then you just, you're out four weeks or five weeks or whatever that month was of cutting and you didn't get paid. So you're like, wow, I just spent the time in the payroll and the resources, gas, oil, all that, wear and tear on my equipment, change my blades out, you know, whatever, adding to, you know, sharpening your braid, your blades, you know, one more lawn to add to that. And you didn't get paid for that. That sucks, obviously. Are you feeling stuck in the slow lane of business growth? Wondering how to assemble a dream team that propels your business forward? Or perhaps putting in the hustle but not seeing the financial results that you crave? We get it. But guess what? We've got the game-changing event you've been waiting for. Get ready for the LCR Summit, your ultimate experience to get answers and take action. Join industry titans Keith Kalfas, John Pajak, Marvin Salcedo, Paul Jameson, Mr. Producer, and Jeremy Vest in dynamic workshops on marketing, team building, and company culture. Budgets, break-evens, and bottom lines, podcasting, and YouTube content creation designed to kick your business into high gear picture this two days of hands-on interactive sessions in the heart of atlanta georgia at the creators clubhouse on january 19th and 20th limited seats ensure an engaging experience so you're not just attending you're participating collaborating and transforming oh and did we mention a special bonus brace yourselves for jonathan potoshnik the lawn care millionaire delivering a keynote that's worth the price of admission alone LCR Summit event host Naylor Taliaferro says, I wish this event existed when I started my business. It's a unique opportunity to connect with industry leaders and invest in the future growth of your business. Click the link in the episode description or head straight to lcrsummit.com to snag your seat before they sell out. And by the way, tickets are fully refundable because, hey, we get it. Business emergencies happen. And when there's snow, you got to go. So invest in your future worry-free. Here's to the clear skies and bright future of your business. We'll see you January 19th through the 20th at the LCR Summit, lcrsummit.com. Um, but you're still chasing that money. You're still trying to get that money. And if ultimately you didn't get paid, then yes, you're out that work. Um, but, you know, so prepay is in that in that regard a better option, right? Because you didn't waste payroll and all the other things that I said to do the work yet, but you will end up if they whenever they do finally pay, you will end up doing a little bit more work and more time and more wear and tear to get caught up to speed if if their grass is now overgrown, whether whether you add on that extra overgrown fee or not, it's still really not going to compensate for that. You're it's still you still have to factor in that's going to take you longer now on that property or properties. You know now you start multiplying that issue times. 80 or a hundred people, or if you're just solo and you got, you know, 40 or 50 people, that's still a lot of chasing people to pay before you can start work. So now instead of working, getting out there and cutting the lawns or doing whatever, you're just 
chasing money. You're just sending out emails and your schedule's getting all screwed up because, you know, you, it's, it's not, you know, you can't have the full schedule that you had prepared for Monday or Tuesday or the whole week because now it's kind of sporadic because there's all these people that haven't paid and you're trying to keep track of who hasn't got, who hasn't paid you yet and all this stuff. So ultimately it's still not the solution. The only solution in my opinion is to have a credit card on file. So for whatever reason, a lot of a lot of you or a lot of folks are resistant to that. Some customers are as well, and that's fine. I've lost a couple of people when I implemented credit cards on file, and to be honest, I wasn't really miss. I don't miss those people. I wasn't sad to see them go, and my most loyal clients didn't even bat an eye. Some people were like, it's about time or thank you so much. That's so much more convenient. I can just set it and forget. I don't have to worry about it. You can just charge my card, send me my uh, paid invoice receipt and I'm good to go. I won't even look at that, but at least I have it saved in case I do want to go back and see what you did or whatever. Just keep track of what time of year it is and what's coming up or whatever. Like those are the people that you want, you know, but the people that, that are going to complain, I, I don't really want them anyway. They're not, they're not really my, my favorite, most ideal client to begin with. So they left no, no big deal. And I've also not gained some people as well, because I told them, you know, during the quoting process that we keep credit cards on file to, uh, that we keep a credit card on file to, to, uh, to charge every month and so on. And some people are like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm good for whatever reason. They, they just, you know, they're not about that. You know, maybe they're just like the security aspect of it or whatever, but I tell them that it's all secure and, you know, you get your own client portal that you can uh, register for and, and put your credit card on file yourself. I never see anything. It's all secure. I don't see the number. It's just the last four digits, like anywhere else you go in case you wanted to, you know, verify what card you had on file later on down the road with me. And we, which, which visa is it? Is it the blah, blah, blah? I'm like, it ends with this number. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Thanks. You know, or, Oh no, that's the wrong one. Can I change it? Or can, yeah. Can I change it with another one or don't charge that one? Let me, let me go in and fix it. You know, whatever, which they can go in and look at all that themselves. Well, I'm just saying like you can see the last four digits and things like that. And the basic stuff, is it a visa? Is it a MasterCard? Whatever, that's it. Everything else is highly secured all through service autopilot, which is yet another benefit of having a CRM because if you don't, then how are you going to keep a credit card on file, right? I I get it. You're going to feel, you know, uneasy about the situation. I I totally get it. Um, So, you know, it, 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 it just is what it is. And, um, my suggestion, like I said, my recommendation is to have a credit card on file where first you, so first you need to have a CRM. If you have a CRM like service autopilot, they have that option. So ask for the credit card on file, which you don't even touch that information. You just send your clients the link to their client portal, which is what I do. It's part of their onboarding process right out the gate. Anyway, after I send an estimate and they approve it, I automatically onboard them, you know, change them to a client, um, schedule all their services from their estimates. It's all streamlined, very easy. Uh, it takes like five minutes. And then I send them an email, welcome email for the, uh, um, their client portal for them to register so that they can put a, their card on file and, you know, tells them everything that they can get from their client portal. Like, Hey, you can get, you know, your, uh, you can, you can see when, when you're scheduled for your next service, you can see, Pre, uh, yeah, previous services. You can request services, all kinds of stuff. You can see your 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 uh, your statement. You know, like what your balance is for the month or past due or anything like that. Which that's not a thing because they have a credit card on file and I just charge it, so there is no past due. So those are kind of like all the 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 benefits of having a card on file. And if you 
do prepay, that's just one more added benefit. Like I said, I don't prepay currently. It's probably something I'm definitely going to be implementing in the, in, in the near future, but I typically don't have an issue because there's a card on file. So at the end of the month, um, uh, well, you know, honestly, it doesn't even really matter anymore. I, I'm just re- realizing all that, um, because I have 12 month billing. So I'm just charging their card every month at the beginning of the month. So technically it is like prepay really, if you think about it. Um, but it, so it really has nothing to do with the work that we did or anything. It's just, here's all the, here's all the services that you, um, you know, signed up for, for the year. And this is the total, how much they all add up to mowing, fertilizing, whatever, all the things other than like mulch and aeration seeding, because seed prices, at least, you know, during COVID, you know, maybe they'll, they'll be the same now. So, but for a while there, we had to be cautious about, you know, like, um, pre-estimating aeration and seeding services until we got close to aeration and seeding season, because we didn't want, uh, the prices to go up and then we're basically losing money or we're, we're cutting out some of our profit because, you know, they changed the seed prices versus what we had quoted it on. So, and the same thing with mulch that could change too. So any kind of materials, fertilization, fertilizer and, and, and weed control chemicals, those typically stay relatively around the same price, but you know, it, it, that kind of stuff is in the beginning of the year. So you can kind of, you know, get the pricing, like what are the, what's the pricing going to be this year for fertilizer or this or that. And then, but they don't know seed prices until it gets towards the end of the year, you know, when they're harvesting all that, st- all the seed and whatever, but mulch is also in the beginning of the year. So anyway, aside from that kind of stuff, just like j- just mowing, we'll say mowing, hedge trimming, you know, shrub trimming, whatever, like all those things are more time and, and gas, right? Payroll and gas. You're not really um, using any materials that might increase, you know, pricing at some point, And I have to change your pricing to your customers. So you, you can just add up those things like mowing, you know, um, trimming, all that kind of stuff. What's the total divided by 12. That's their monthly price. So instead of like, you know, instead of like 250 or $300 a month, if you were just paying as you go, like, you know, the, just for at the end of the month, you cut their yard, however many times and you know, you charge them 300 bucks or whatever. Now they're only paying like 180 or something, you know, or, 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 or 195, 200, something like that, because it's less because you divided it by 12 months. So it's just kind of spread out more. So now, or now it really doesn't matter what I do. It, it doesn't matter like how many services I did, whatever month, it just matters that we get them done. When we say they're, they're going to get done, you're paying the same amount every month at the beginning of the month anyway. So that's kind of my ultimate solution. Actually, I kind of forgot all about that because <laughs> that was the most recent implementation. So, but, but for those that, that, you know, back to what I was starting to say, those that don't have 12 month billing or anything like that, before I did that, I was kind of pay as you go, as you, as you would say, like, you know, every, at the end of the month, or you could do prepay what, what you're going to do that month. But then, you know, you, you, uh, have the credit card on file, like I said. So, so like what I would do is at the end of the month, I would just charge the card after we did all the stuff for the services, charge the card. We're good to go. Never an issue. Once in a blue moon, a card would be declined or the expiration date would be, um, expired or something. And I would have to send a friendly email out and, and the people took care of it relatively quickly. So there was a little bit of that quote unquote chasing my money, but for the most part, you know, I wasn't waiting for the check in the mail or check under the grill or PayPal or, you know, Zelle or Venmo or all these wacky things where if you do your own bookkeeping or you do any, 
or, or you have, if you have a legit business or you're intending to, and you start reporting stuff to an, a CPA, bookkeeper, a, a first a bookkeeper, then a CPA or all in the same, whatever, they're going to be upset <laughs> if you don't have this organized. Like they're going to be upset that they have to, and you're going to be upset because they, they don't have this access to this information. You do. So they're going to ask you for your Zelle statement, your PayPal statement, your um, Venmo statement, all these things every quarter, every three months. If you do it right, they're going to ask you for all this stuff if you don't already have it ready for them. In addition to potentially credit card payments, which is uh, whatever you use, Stripe or I don't even know what all the other things are anymore because I just use Stripe, but all the other credit card process, Square, whatever, you know, all the other credit card processors, you need that information as well. You need to give all of those fees and all of the the, uh, payments, deposits that you need to give instead of just one thing. Like I literally just have one Stripe. That's it. Just go on my, go on my Stripe account. And then I, I pull, print up the reports that I need and, and give it to the bookkeeper, which is my wife. Which, so she does that. She just goes in, gets it all, transfers, transfers it uh, to QuickBooks or QuickBooks might even be synced up to Stripe. I don't even know. She does all that stuff now. It's one less thing I got to worry about. She, she is that person. She has a full-time bookkeeping, payroll, all that kind of stuff job to begin with. She's done that her whole life that I've known her. She's really good with numbers. Um, and then she obviously, uh, like I just said, does it for me as well. Payroll, I kind of do on my own from time to time. It's not that big of a deal. I don't have that many employees, um, but she she has done it a lot for me as well. Especially if I'm like out of town or I'm just really overwhelmed or whatever, she can just bang it out so I don't miss you know miss it or something. <clears throat> because if you don't do it in time, then then the everyone doesn't they don't get their deposit on Friday. It's like you know Monday or something crazy. So you got to make sure you get it done you know before a certain date and time, day and time of the week. So sometimes she helps me with that. But anyway, you know she 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 whatever she does with the bookkeeping, you know, she just has one place is what I'm saying to get it from Stripe. It's all right there. Bam. You know, that's it. Um, the off random time where some little old lady or something sends me a check. Okay. We, she's got to check the banking, the checking account to get whatever deposits there, but that's very few and far between. And that was more in the past than the present. So that's how I really streamlined it to make it a lot easier and to get paid and not worry about chasing my money. So I feel like that is the best case scenario. Honestly, I feel like right now where I'm at with the 12 month billing or contract, however you want to frame it, I, I call it 12 month billing agreement for my clients so that the ones that don't like the word contract, you know, like, oh, I'm locked and obligated into this crazy thing. You know, I don't scare some of those people away, which, which again, those people I probably don't want anyway, but I just like, I like the sound of 12 month agreement, you know, versus a 12 month contract, whatever, you know, it, it is to your, it's your own personal preference. But at any rate, that that's what I do. So this way I, I charge their card at the beginning of every month, just like, you know, just like their utilities, like their, their, you know, their gas and electric and all that stuff, their cable, whatever, like they, that's, that's pretty much how those companies do it as well. Most people don't want to go in and do it manually because they have enough going on. They don't want to have to worry about remembering, you know, to pay whatever every month, you know. So that's the way we go. And and I've had very few and far between issues. I will say that twice, twice out of the 10 years that I, um, well, I should say out of the last several years that have had a credit card on file, I'm not exactly sure how long ago I implemented that. It was, it was a while ago. It wasn't right away, obviously. I said that the first couple of years, I was just kind of figuring it, figuring it out. But once I got service autopilot, which was probably, 
it was definitely before COVID. So I think it was maybe 2019, maybe the beginning of 2019 that I implemented or started using service autopilot. Um, so that was four years ago going on five. And so, yeah, so almost half the time I've been in business, I've had a credit card on file. I implemented it immediately because I, I was able to, because I was using a CRM that, that was able to do that versus, you know, the other stuff I was using before that. So I implemented that. So within the last five years, only twice did I have somebody as low down and dirty as to go and take their credit card off file because they have full access to their stuff, right? They can go in their client portal. They can change their card if, you know, they got a new card or they, they, they it expired and they just need to update it with the new card, with the new expiration date, or they just want to change it to a completely different card. Maybe they wanted to close it, whatever. You know, there's so many reasons of, of why that would be the case. They can do that. So I've had two people over the last five years, one recently and then one couple of years back, literally just go in and take their credit card off file, like at, like just delete it out of their client portal and then bounce, like just move away. And I had no way of getting my payment. I'm like, wow, that is low down and dirty. I go to charge their card and it says card not on file or whatever words it uses. And I'm like, huh? I, I mean, I've been charging a card all this time. What the heck's going on? And I go in their, their client profile and there's no card on file. I'm like, wow. And I send them emails and emails and emails, phone calls, nothing, just, just ghosted. And, you know, I've, I've even gone to their house before and they're not there cause they moved. I'm like, wow, which I don't even think you're, I, I'm not sure. So I, I feel like you're not supposed to do that legally to harass people like that, but you know, it's probably not the most professional thing either, but neither is not get, getting your money, right? Like I want my money, but I'm not going to harass people and break laws or anything, but regardless, they moved anyway. So that I didn't even get a chance to potentially get involved in something I shouldn't have. The bottom line is a couple of times I didn't get paid. So that, that is ultimately, so there is ultimately no solution. That's a hundred percent bulletproof because at the end of the day, Someone can just be that dirty and go in and take, delete their card off their account. And then you can't charge it right before you charge their card. And then you're, you're out, you're out of luck, but that is very few and far between. And hopefully you can weed those people out as much as possible. I did not expect it, expect that kind of behavior from those two people. They seemed like they were nice enough and, you know, they were happy with our services. We had been servicing their yard for like an entire season or multiple seasons. And then all of a sudden, I guess times got hard and they just decided to, act crazy and do what they did. So it is what it is. I mean, it's probably like $300 for one and maybe a couple hundred dollars for another. I mean, it wasn't like a huge thing. It wasn't like I did a big project or something like a a thousand dollar mulch job or something. And now I'm out not only the, the mulch, the price, the amount for the mulch, but also, you know, my labor and all that, like that, that would suck. You know, if I was out like a thousand bucks, but it was only like a couple hundred, 300 bucks, which still you add those two together. And now we're at like 500 bucks. So I, I I don't know what to do in that situation. I know a lot of people have said a lot of things. I don't think it's worth trying to take them to court and the time and the money that, that that costs just to get, you know, 300, 200 bucks back. That's very, um, you know, it's, that's more of like making a statement type deal, whatever. But I, I just don't have time for that. I, I'd rather just hope that I, I'd rather just keep trying to source my clients and have the best ones possible. But sometimes you just, you just can't tell when they're going to do stuff like that. But, and I just have credit cards on file and I just charge them every month. And that, that significantly minimizes that kind of stuff from happening, right? Whether you prepay 
as you go, you know, you send, send out your monthly prepays at the beginning of the month for the services you're going to do, and then you charge their card for it. That's, in my opinion, the best scenario. Or you have a 12-month agreement or contract where you just bill them the same amount every month, the beginning of the month, before you even do any work. You charge their card, and you're, 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 you're on, the, on to the races, and you, you have your cash flow coming in, which is, is super important when you have employees and you have payroll and all that stuff. You, you got to make sure you have that cash flow so you're getting paid. So, of course, as as always, a lot of rambling there, but I think I stayed pretty pretty much on point talking about the same thing over and over again, some different different variations and some of my previous experiences and things, what I'm doing now and all that. Hopefully helping you guys, whether you're just starting out, about to start out, or maybe you just haven't gotten to this point yet and never, maybe, you maybe never really thought about it or you just kind of been putting on the back burner. But cash flow should be on the front burner because without cash flow, your business can't grow. You can't, it, it's, it's just, it's not a way to run a business. It, it's, it's not actually a business. Technically, if you don't have the right cash flow, then it's, it's more of a hobby. It's more amateur work than professional. You know, it's, it's not a business. You're just kind of working for free and you're not making the money that you should be when you should be. So you really got to focus and pay attention to those kind of things. You know, we talk about a lot of things like route density, knowing your numbers, all that. Well, cash flow may probably should be the next topic. That that hmm, gave myself an idea there, but that should probably be the next topic, something that should become the next new buzzword or key phrase or hot topic is cash flow in your business. How to can how to keep cash flow, how to increase cash flow, whatever. Uh, because I think that is critical for every business, especially if you if you have employees, especially if you're trying to grow and all that. That's that's what maintains a healthy business is a healthy cash flow. So I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode, this IBG episode again here. Um, and hopefully you take some uh, some words, uh, uh, some value away from my words. And um, if you're already doing this, fantastic i'm so glad that you that we're on the same page and hopefully you just enjoyed listening to you know my stories and whatever (laughs) and uh maybe i was uh soothing you i've heard before you know while you were maybe going through something stressful in your life and you're trying to get get your work done and you're listening to me in the background and my soothing monotone voice maybe was helpful in some way so as always thank you guys for listening and until the next episode this is the lcr media podcast it is this is the lawn care rookie Signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production. Hey, Mike. Glad you could join me for some great seafood. Me too. Wait, why are you dressed in fishing gear? You said we were going out to catch great seafood, right? Yes, to Popeye's. Do you even know how to fish? No, I thought you did. Oh, yeah. I could catch pretty good seafood at Popeye's. Let's go. Let Popeye's do the fishing while you enjoy our delicious signature seafood. Get Popeye's flounder fish sandwich or shrimp tackle box before they're gone. Limited time at participating U.S. restaurants. Hey!